Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name's Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to finish the conversation we started last week, which was ADHD in friends, ADHD and other diagnoses that have similarities that can be confused for ADHD and that can co-occur with ADHD. Last week, we talked about depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder. This week, we're going to look at the similarities between ADHD and autism, ADHD and trauma, and ADHD and OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. So we're going to start with ADHD and autism. You can be diagnosed with both ADHD and autism, and ADHD and autism also share some traits and some similarities. One little blip that I wanted to put in here before I start talking about autism is that when I was an occupational therapist training, we were taught person first language and that somebody would be a person with autism. They weren't an autistic person because the thinking was you are a human, you are not defined by any diagnosis. And so there has been a shift in the autism community where some people really are embracing autistic versus person with autism because they feel like that's more true to who they are and it really is central to their identity. But that seems to not be a consensus. I think that seems to be the trend, but I have heard feedback on both sides. And so being somebody who is not speaking to a specific person, I am going to continue in in this talk with person with autism. If you are in my life and you prefer me to refer to you in a different way, I will definitely do that. I know for me as a person with ADHD, I prefer person first language, but, but it won't offend me if somebody tells me that I am ADHD. I mean, it's not grammatically correct, but I can roll with it, you know? ADHD and autism can both impact social skills. The general idea is that for different reasons, but it can look really similar. With ADHD, a lot of times we're missing really important feedback, right? We're missing some of these social cues that we're getting in our environment, maybe because of inattentiveness. And so combine that with impulsivity and sometimes a difficulty inhibiting responses that have a big social impact. With autism, you also have a big impact socially. But with autism, that difficulty socially can often be about interpreting those kind of nebulous, difficult to explain things like nuance in language, body language, eye contact can be challenging. Some autism approaches teach eye contact, but this is a very tricky skill. First of all, because many people with autism just don't feel comfortable holding that kind of eye contact. And even when it's taught, there is a pretty narrow window between what we find a comfortable connecting amount of eye contact and when we cross over to uncomfortable amount. And it's a matter of seconds. It's not, you know, a a 30 second hold. Research says between three and five seconds is what we're used to holding with eye contact. And anything that's really outside of that range feels uncomfortable. So even if we're looking at eye contact alone and not taking a look at some of the other challenges with interpreting language and nuance and irony and body language, this can be very impactful. So things that are pretty difficult to teach uh, can be impacting people with autism and how they relate socially. Sensory issues show up with both ADHD and autism, and these can be pretty disruptive when you're looking at your day-to-day functioning. Emotional dysregulation is an issue for both people with ADHD and autism. ADHD 
always has some impact on executive functioning skills. With autism, there can definitely still be an impact on executive functioning skills, but things like memory are actually sometimes really pretty strong in someone with autism, which is often not the case with people with ADHD. Now, we can't say all people with ADHD love novelty and all people with autism prefer structure and order, but in general, those trends are there. And that definitely with ADHD, you see a lot of us really thrive in novelty and change, and that is very often the opposite with autism. Okay, so moving on to ADHD and trauma. I know I'm kind of a broken record here, but ADHD and trauma can occur together and one can look like the other. ADHD can cause traumatic experiences, just striking out and struggling, especially not knowing that this is your brain, this is what's going on with you. And even if you know you don't really have the right tools and the right support, that can be so difficult and it can be traumatic to a person. Then also trauma can impact your ability to pay attention. And so what we see with ADHD and trauma is they're very often showing up in pretty similar ways. And how is that? Well, they can both cause inattention. They can both cause restlessness or hyperactivity. They can affect sleep and emotional regulation. And when we look at trauma and that emotional regulation piece, and this can be tricky because with trauma, you have that heightened state of the nervous system. So you're going to have irritability and reactivity, which looks a lot like impulsivity. If you're still with me, you're probably noticing patterns. You probably noticed them a while ago that getting to the bottom of what's going on with mental health is no small thing. Because what do we have to judge? We have behavior. We don't necessarily have the cause for the behavior. And that is the whole process of differential diagnosis that somebody highly trained is trained to tease that out. But even if you're using a standardized assessment, you know, as an occupational therapist, when I was working in pediatrics, I often used standardized assessments. Third-party reimbursers, schools, people want to have numbers on where someone is functionally and what happens with therapy and the kind of progress they're making. They want numbers. And even in these assessments, when I would have very clear numbers, I would include, this is how this child showed up today. Because even if you're measuring something that seems really cut and dry, it's not. Like maybe that child had situation at home that impacted what they did that day or how cooperative they were. Maybe they were totally capable of doing something they just weren't willing to. And a lot of those tests don't really filter out that. So if that's true for occupational therapy in what are often motor assessments or visual motor assessments, perceptual assessments, how much more true is that for mental health? That any given day, that's how that person shows up that day. And that's why it's so important that you are a part of the team when it comes to your mental health. Sorry, I got the soapbox. I'm going to move on. All right, moving on to ADHD and OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, at first glance, a lot of people think that this seems like polar opposites, just like that misconception that a lot of people have that ADHD always includes hyperactivity or it always means you can't pay attention. Other misunderstandings surround OCD. With OCD, you have obsessions and these are intrusive thoughts. They're usually unpleasant. They're not controllable. And then you have the compulsion, this behavior that relieves some of that buildup of anxiety that comes from these thoughts. And so of course, the well-known stereotype with OCD is someone who is super neat and organized and clean. And some people even use that lightly or as some kind of a synonym, meaning 
like, oh, I'm just so organized or rigid or whatever, but OCD is not about being orderly and neat. There's all kinds of compulsions. Yeah, cleaning is one of them, but that experience of cleaning as a compulsion is an unscratchable itch. This is not a pleasant experience. And that leads me to two of the compulsions that sometimes can share space with ADHD behaviors. And so one of the things that show up sometimes with people with OCD is hoarding behaviors. And that can also show up with ADHD. The thing about ADHD is often people acquire a hoard for different reasons. Like they might have some impulsive spending. They might have a difficulty making decisions and letting things go. And what we find really frequently with ADHD is if they have that hoard, that they are distracted by it. They're not comfortable with it. It adds to their distraction. It adds to their overwhelm. Being able to undo the hoard can be very difficult because of executive functioning skill deficits. I had a client I work with virtually and we would use a blanket to cover up areas of a room that she was cleaning out so she wasn't visually overwhelmed. And that strategy worked for her so she could just focus on one thing at a time because that visual pull was so distracting for her and overwhelming it would shut her down. The dynamic with OCD is different. A lot of times with OCD, a horde has more to do with kind of acquiring things, really valuing things, having a hard time letting go of things and being attached to them. Not necessarily as haphazard as the acquisition of things with ADHD. It's often the inability to release things and attaching a lot of sentimental or emotional value to things. So another compulsive behavior that you can see both with ADHD and OCD is what you call body-focused repetitive behaviors. And that's kind of like the biting the nails, picking cuticles, picking skin, pulling hair. Although the behavior is the same, what's underlying it for ADHD is often different than what's underlying it for OCD. With ADHD, you have this combination of attention to maybe irregularities on your skin or something like a bump or something that you're messing with in a combination with impulsivity. And so you start this and just kind of can't stop. You also have sensory issues and that sometimes these kind of picking at skin or doing something is actually somehow regulating. There's even some theory that it's tied into like a dopamine seeking behavior. And with OCD, it's more of what we talked about before, relief of that anxious and, and intrusive thought, the release of that anxiety. So a while ago, I was speaking to somebody and they mentioned that a relative was a picker. And you know, my whole world is ADHD. Half my family has ADHD. Many of my friends have ADHD. And of course, my work life is all about ADHD. And so I just thought that she meant the same thing that we're talking about, that body-focused repetitive behavior. But she was talking about a picker in the antique collector sense, and it, which I'm sure is probably what the majority of people use that word for. But it became a very confusing exchange, I have to say, with the way I misinterpreted that. Okay, on that note, I do believe I need to wrap things up here. Today, we talked about the similarities, differences between ADHD and autism, ADHD and trauma, and ADHD and OCD. My intention with these two episodes was just to build awareness. This is nowhere close to a complete discussion. Like I said last week, I picked certain things to focus on when I was talking about similarities and differences, but it's just the beginning. There's so much more to say and there's so much more to understand. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode of ADHD Crash Course. As always, I know that there are plenty of places you can spend your time and I'm happy that you spend it here with me today. Just some quick news. I am still accepting applications for my group coaching program that is launching in two weeks and it is going to be awesome. It's got a course component, a group coaching component, and an individual session built in there. Check it out on my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com, and there'll be a link in the show notes. That's all and have a great week.